If you're visiting with us for the first time, welcome, special welcome to you. And if you're a visitor, you're not a member here, we appreciate the fact that you are with us this morning in this house. Thank you, um, Sister Fisher and the praise team and everyone who have been leading us to this point. Look across to your neighbor and say, great having you beside me this morning. Do you know that last year, this time, we probably were not able to gather like this? God has been good. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Um, if you can give me some more volume on the monitors, technicians, uh, I would appreciate that. Just go on. I know you're having some challenges, but go ahead and keep working at it until I indicate that I'm comfortable. So... We are just thankful to the Lord this morning. This morning, in a little while, we'll also be expressing gratitude, getting better. Gratitude um, to our God as we reflect on um, the body that was broken, the blood that was shed for us uh, by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, right now, our theme for this month... Uh, is really focused on gratitude, a Christian's life, a Christian lifestyle. And being thankful is really what we are saying must not just be a passing thing. It must not just be when you feel good or when it suits you to be thankful, but we are saying as children of God, the lifestyle that we live must be one of gratitude. Amen? And we're going to walk together this month as we reflect, as we seek to grow, and as we seek to make sure that as we review our life and how we lead our lives, that we are at the place where we are feeling a little better. Amen? You ready for that journey? I'm ready for that journey. Um, we have become a society that reflects a level of ingratitude. Why do I say that? You stop to let some, you hear me talk about this, you stop to let somebody cross the road and they don't even look at you. They don't even count you. Um, there is a level um, these days, you open the door for somebody, they look you up and down if you are normal. And uh, these are our experiences. But the church of God and the people of the kingdom need not fall into that rut. Amen. There is also a sense of entitlement that has come over, especially our young people. They believe that they are entitled to what you do for them. And in the first place, you brought them into the world. So you are responsible for giving everything you've got. A sense of entitlement. And we observe this creeping in our society. We were not always like this. We were not always like this. But the church doesn't live by the mantra of the community and the world at large. We must operate on the basis of what the word of God 
has directed us to live by. Brother Davis, I'm seeing in the congregation this morning, I wonder why you're not at your guitar, but I'm sure you have a good reason. But it's good having you down there singing. And sometimes we probably have to reflect like that. Amen? Luke chapter 17, 11 through 19, reading from the new or the NIV version, I think. Um, now on this way to Jerusalem. And you'll get a sense I'm just picking out here in the interest of time. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Verse 12. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity or have mercy on us. When he saw them, He said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. Not a gentle, wimpy voice. In a what? Loud voice. He not only did that, but verse 16... He threw himself at Jesus' feet and did what? Thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. I told you about um, ingratitude. Told you about uh, a sense of entitlement. I believe it is very important that we observe why the scripture said, and he was a Samaritan. I don't know if the other nine were Jews and probably felt that that was their, their entitled because they are Abraham's children or descendants. Jesus, so Jesus took note. So Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you whole. I believe that he got more than he bargained for at this point in time. The state of being grateful warm, friendly, a friendly feeling that we experience towards uh, someone who has done us well, expressions of kindness that is awakened in us uh, when we experience favor or experience uh, um, someone touching and blessing our lives it's oftentimes what we refer to as thankfulness or gratitude being shown brothers and sisters there is nothing 
that God, who is a merciful God, desires more than us saying thank you, Lord, and expressing that from the bottom of our hearts. But there is nothing that he receives less than many persons like the nine just going through and not being able to express thanks in a way. The world in which we live is a world which has plunged into a state of grumbling, complaining, wanting more and more and more. And so there is a spirit of or where we cannot be content even for a brief period. Where is all of this in light of God's instruction, instructions to the believers? We have to guard against a spirit of ingratitude that the enemy wants to cover us under. Christ performed notable miracles all the time. And here we observe in the text that was read that he healed these ten lepers. One returns to thank him. Now if you understand what leprosy is, it's not a lovely disease. First of all, it is very visible. Sometimes you have sickness and it's in your body. Nobody don't know. But leprosy don't behave like that. It manifests itself on the outside. In fact, it was so contagious that in Israel, when somebody contracted leprosy, they had to be separated from the rest of their family and friends and from the community because it was so contagious. It's a disease. And for those of you who were around in the 50s, you probably would have experienced one or two persons who had leprosy. It leaves them, for those who recovered, it leaves them walking limp because leprosy literally sometimes rots off your digits. Sometimes you lose a toe, a finger, and those type of things. Very deadly in its operations on the body. So when those persons, in fact, when they were walking around in Jerusalem or, or anyone, they were required by the law that they should be calling out, unclean, unclean. So just in case somebody might have approached them, not recognizing that they had leprosy. This is what these ten men had when they called out to Jesus, no doubt they would have heard about Jesus. They would have heard about the fact that he's a miracle-working um, prophet, perhaps not even recognizing that he was Lord and Savior. But they approached him, and he healed them. He told them as was required by the law at the time, that anybody who professed healing, it was a priest that should sanction it. You couldn't just come to church 
we pray for you and you say I'm healed and that was it you are required to report to a priest who must verify that you were really and truly healed so that's what Jesus said go show yourselves to the priest let them sanction it but thanks be to God on their way they looked at their skins and they must have, you know, wondered about um, what a miracle this is. Uh, for I'm no longer um, all sores uh, or sores all over. One of them out of the ten um, decided that I just can't run home to my family. I just can't even go to the priest. Uh, just now uh, I've got to return uh, to the person um, who said, go show yourself. The person who we called out to. And so he showed up. Luke 17 verse 15. When one of them saw that he was healed. He came back. He praised God in a loud voice. I believe. I don't know if he was the one who was more seriously impacted. But I can just imagine him running back to Jesus, shouting, I'm healed, I'm healed. I have been set free. I have been delivered. I'm no longer under the pain of leprosy. I'm free. It was a loud expression of gratitude. And if that was not enough, he threw himself, the Bible said, at the feet of Jesus and began to thank him. Brothers and sisters, from the time we are little children growing up, we are always told by our parents we should be thankful. Not true. We're always being warned to say thanks. Have you thanked the person? You got a gift. Have you gone back to say thanks? And so we know that this is something that is important a lifestyle of gratitude and sometimes have you ever thought about when you when somebody come from abroad and bring you a pound of rice a package of rice sometimes the first thing some of us say that only you bring and we don't even understand what it takes to get them to that place. In the first place, they could not bring anything. And when you go abroad and you recognize how people have to work hard. Now in Jamaica, if rain fall hard, we're late for work or we not show up. But they know if rain fall, if snow fall, and they don't go to work, it's no pay. And it's not like Jamaica where you can open a window in your house and cool breeze come in. And you look over there so you see a mango tree riping. You don't see those things. And so they, they are working under pressure. They have to take the train or the bus to go to the place to buy the rice. And they have to probably pay for it to come out. And they have 10 more people who are they have to come and give something to. When you begin to reflect on all that goes in, the thought, they thought about you. 
They went to the shop. They took a part of their funds that they could have used otherwise in order to bless you. A spirit of thankfulness and a spirit of gratitude would hold up that pack of rice and say, thank you so very much. And thank you, Lord, for considering me in this situation. Brothers and sisters, Jesus on his way to Jerusalem, traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee, going into the village, coming upon these individuals. He had compassion. And brothers and sisters, when Jesus gave his life for you and me, his blood that was shed on Calvary, have we considered where we coming from? Have we considered how good God has been to us? What we had was worse than leprosy. For leprosy would take us out to the grave perhaps. But sin as a disease has eternal implications. What Jesus did on the cross. Ah, hallelujah. What he did in bringing salvation to humanity must require us to have a loud shout continually of gratitude to our Father for all that he has done. Hallelujah. You know, the brethren of old, they would always say, once I was blind. I don't care how many times they said it, but for them it was a miracle. For them it was a great change when Christ came into their heart. For some of us it was the words that we used to come out of our mouths. For others it was the fact that we were such a place where we were not able to buy a pair of shoes or have a dress on our backs or be able to talk about our changing clothes. In the natural sometimes uh, when we look around us, um, we are sometimes complaining uh, about this dress not looking great uh, or not. Uh, but there was a time when you had no choice. You better wash that one and put it on and come next week. Uh, you have to wear it again. But now we can talk about, uh, I wonder if they're going to mark me in this dress. Uh, In each of our lives, uh, there were sins uh, of all quality, uh, hate and uh, anger and greed uh, and lying uh, and selfishness. Uh, but when we came to Jesus, uh, hallelujah, when we came to Jesus, uh, when we called out to Jesus, uh, and he uh, extended his mercy uh, towards us. The songwriter says, mercy, there was great. Uh, and grace uh, was uh, free. Pardon uh, was multiplied uh, unto me. Oh, brothers and sisters, uh, I want for us to get excited uh, every time we think uh, 
about where we're coming from. Another songwriter said, roll back the curtains of memories now and then. Show me where you brought me from and where you're taking me. It must cause a shout. It must cause hearts of gratitude. Hallelujah. And even if it is the one shirt or the one pant you have, what God has done in the spiritual sense causes us to throw ourselves at his feet and give him thanks. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. As Rihanna sang this morning, there is a roof up above me. I look around us sometimes in the world in which we live today. And I see some people living in tents for years and years. They have become refugees in another man's country. Ah, hallelujah. They have become people who, when you look at them, they don't know what it is to walk in their own, um, into their own home. They don't know what it is to use a pit toilet, much less a toilet that is attached to your house. Hallelujah. They don't know what it is oh, to go to a regular school. You look at Ukraine today and you see what is happening there. We ought to be people who are saying thank you Lord for your blessings on me. Eleven years when I came to New Gen Street, I don't know how many persons were driving. But that car park could hold Hallelujah. Now even after two service, we can't hold it. Uh, we have got to give thanks. We must never behave as a people who don't understand where God is taking us from. From some of you being able to wash clothes with ackee skin. For all of us who used to carry water on our heads. For all of us who used the newspaper, who had to use newspaper when you had to do number two. God has been good. I don't want nobody from New Gen Street taking any paying scammers to go to Mexico. Oh Jesus have mercy. In order to, to find your way across to the great U.S. But when you get there, you recognize that life in Jamaica can be greater. When we get to a place where ingratitude is a, a lifestyle, we do all kinds of crazy things. But when we think of Jesus and what he has done for me. My soul cries out. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God for salvation. Hallelujah. 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 And I don't even like to talk about material things. Because some have and some don't have. But when I think about the anger that has gone. 
when I think about the malice keeping that has gone, when I think about the backbiting that has disappeared, when I think about the womanizing that no longer happens, oh, we must understand that God has been good. And like the leper, oh, who returned giving thanks, we have got to, we have, got to have a lifestyle of gratitude in this season. For when money is our God, when the world around us, it's all about the more and the more and the more and the more. I probably preach here already. You can sleep only in one bed at a time. Well, you can probably change half night and go to another one. You can only sleep in one room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But the world in which we live, it is causing us to push and to push. And because of that, the spirit of gratitude is fast leaving us. But oh, hallelujah, we are being reminded this morning that we want to have hearts of gratitude, a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving to our maker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So like the leper who returned, we should worship and praise and thank God at all times. And I want to speak especially to my young people because you are faced more than any other time with a pull of entitlement to everything that is material. The Bible warns us that the God of this world, the material, the, the money of this world can be our God. And when it does, it drives us to a place where there is never enough. It drives us to a place where when you get one phone, you must get another. Because every year they are going to upgrade. And when you get one refrigerator, every year you go back, they tweak something on the other one because they want you to throw out that one and get the newer one. It's a world in which we live that we no longer find that something is used to its logical end before there's a need for something else. And because of that, we pierce our souls. We don't have time to worship because if we are not careful, the world of work causes us to work seven days a week. And if there was an eighth day, we're going to work also. But we're going to put the brakes on and know who is in control. Who provides the energy? Who provides the sustenance? Who wake you up each day and give you strength to work? We have got to recognize who is our source. Hallelujah. And so Kyle and Nathan, all my young people, I want for you to understand, never forget who is in control. Never forget who healed you from your sin or your life of sin. Never forget that where you are today is because of the mercies of Almighty God. Hallelujah. It's time to remember the cross. 
it's time to remember the great work, the great sacrifice, rather, that was done when Jesus went to the cross. I'm going to ask for the table and uh, the, the sacrament to be brought out at this time.